my whole team was just because it hasn't been done before it doesn't mean that it can't be done now so I was very strong will he gave me the platform to to put a map in place of how I could actually do it subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now uh, the Glen Senior Football Manager at Maliki O'Rourke very good morning Maliki how are things? Morning Shane are you are you excited for the for the championship as excited as we are John mentioned the word jeopardy there uh, I mean it was a brilliant game between Tyrone and Monaghan last weekend maybe that jeopardy is lacking but but certainly it, uh, the match itself was far from lacking yeah, it was it was very exciting. I suppose it wasn't in keeping with the the two previous games in the Ulster Championship, but uh, no, it's it, it sort of uh, a game. I suppose it lost all structures. It went along as well in 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 the second half and towards the end, and that made it more exciting. But uh, there's no doubt uh, from a modern point of view, you know, it was, it was a brilliant day, and I suppose. At half time, it didn't look likely. It looked as if Tyrone were, were in control of the game a wee bit. And uh, so, no, second half now, definitely the, those obviously massive positives for, for Monon and they got the, the result they wanted. And uh, I suppose a lot of questions for Tyrone. It followed that trend of a lot of those Monaghan Tyrone matches that you would have uh, overseen when you were Monaghan manager. Um, similar kind of uh, back and forth. It's always going to be a point or two between the two teams either way at the end of it. Um, were you confident before the match that, that Monaghan could get the job done? Because it wasn't like they were uh, being written off by any stretch of the imagination. But but I guess that the vibe was it's Tyrone and Omad. They've had a, a good end to the league. Uh, and certainly they were favourites for most people heading into the match. Yeah, that's right. And I suppose um, Tyrone there seemed to be... Um, a, a good vibe and, and a feel good factor about Tyrone the way they ended the league. Uh, Mon, on the other hand, I suppose it's well documented that they're they're missing a couple of players. You know, obviously Niall Cairns and, and Ryan McInnes are travelling this year, um, and then a number of fellas injured and, and one thing or another. So probably went into the game that that Tyrone were the favourites, uh, which probably wasn't a bad way for Mon to go into the game. Uh, having said that. Um, I suppose then at half time it looked a wee bit, even though there the was a, a bit of a wind, it looked as if Tyrone were, were in control to some degree. Uh, but in fairness to Monon, they, they really turned it around at half time. They obviously were disappointed with the way they played in the first half and, and felt they hadn't got to the pitch of the game and they, they hadn't displayed the, the energy that they wanted and so on. So, uh, no, second half was, was much better and the, the game really turned on its head in the second half. And, uh, as I say, it, 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 it left Mullen obviously delighted with the way things were going, but Tyrone then would, would be asking themselves questions as to, as to how they lost it as well. We've mentioned many times this morning, Ryan O'Toole and, and how he took that goal, Maliki. You as a manager, what did you make of his decision making? Should he have fisted it over the bar or <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, it was a, it was a, uh, I suppose you could, you could argue both ways and probably Ryan and, and listen to a couple of his interviews after the game. It was just very much that he sort of is, is keen just to, to grab his chance to, to seize the moment, if you like. And probably a more experienced player would have, would have been looking at the bigger picture and felt, look, I don't want to take a chance here. I'll just pop it over the bar and, and we'll, we'll, you know, go into extra time. Ryan just probably that, that, uh, his mindset was, look, it's an opportunity for me to take my chance. And I suppose the other thing was, unlike other, other times that that chance would arise, you'd usually be under pressure. He actually had a lot of time and, uh, there was nobody really putting him under pressure. He actually could have brought a wee bit closer, but 
he he took the shot, and uh, I suppose all the time when you when you you're talking the forwards and breaker when you get in a chance to get you you want to hit it low and hard because obviously it's hard for the keeper to get down. And that's what he did, and obviously had a had a, a brilliant outcome. I think um, Conor McManus took nine shots in the match, and all nine went over. Eight of them, albeit from freeze, uh, and but it included that that unbelievable point from play in the first half, and the the ridiculous free at the end of the hands from, from the forty five meter line. Um, like there's a famous clip of, of of Conor McManus in Hilly Park in Oma a couple of years ago scoring that un- unbelievable point from the sideline, and I think the camera then pans. Uh, to yourself, Maliki, and you're literally just no emotion. It, it was one of those things where, like, I've seen this a million times already in yeah, training. I'm like, used this, to is, it. <laughs> this is normal. So it, it's probably no surprise that that Connor just keeps doing what he's doing. No, and, and that's it. And I suppose it, he puts in the work. He, he's doing that for years and years. And, and behind the scenes, he's, he puts so much effort into that. You know, into um, honing his craft, if you like. And and, uh, and the other big thing that you know I've said before is that no better man in that situation. He wants that that opportunity. It's not as if he's he, he's hesitating or he wants to give it to somebody else. You know, in those clutch moments, you don't want anyone else with the ball. Only Connor and his kicking was top class, and even the score he got from play in, in the first half was mm. was excellent as well. But I think that's one there is that that I suppose Tyrone will be uh, annoyed about that they had they had so much possession. And I thought in the first half when they were on top, I thought their 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 execution at times wasn't great, and and even the shot selection, you know, wasn't great at times. I thought they were kicking from you know angles that. They, they, they could have worked it in closer to goals, you know, and and, and uh, the first half, I think they had something like maybe 16 uh, shots at goal and converted nine were, uh, from play, whereas, whereas Monon maybe had about three. So Monon were far more efficient. Um, and, and I suppose that continued to a degree in, in the second half as well, even though Monon had more chances. But that'll be something that, that uh, Tron would be disappointed about. It's something obviously that, that, that Vinny and the boys will have to look at as well. And that, Tyrone did get create an awful lot of chances in the first half. Uh, Monon weren't putting enough pressure on them at that stage. Um, and then on, on the other hand, um, Tyrone will be disappointed with the amount of freeze to give. A, as you say, uh, Monty got nine freeze, I think it was. So, so as I say, both teams will 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 there'll definitely be areas both teams will be looking at. It was obviously a protracted process um, in hiring Vinnie Corey. It seemed to take quite some time in Monaghan and a lot of counties, I think, are struggling to to get managers on board at the moment. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of a lot of things to consider for them in their personal lives. Um, but but Vinnie Corey is someone I, you would have managed at county level. So is it any surprise to you whatsoever, given his, his leadership skills, that he that he has the job at this stage and that he's already got a championship win under his belt? No, it's 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 not really. Vinny always stood out as someone who 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 commanded serious respect in the change room, and, and every time he spoke, everybody listened. You know, because they knew that he was talking sense, and that he you know he, he took the emotion out of it. That that he you know he he was a great leader. So so from that point of view, it, it, it is no surprise. I suppose, and I would think Vinny would feel the same thing. He probably was a wee bit surprised that it happened so quick. First of all, probably when when uh, Banty took the job, you know, a few years ago, probably Vinny wasn't really expecting to, to to be involved in that. And then when he was, I think after after that ended, 
um, it probably wasn't on his radar, immediate radar, to, to to take over the job. But I think the more it went on, and he, and he he saw that you know there was nobody really coming in and take job. I think it was more a case that Vinny felt that look, I'm not. I'm, he didn't want to be sitting and and watching you know things unfold or anything else. And he just felt that even though maybe in in a perfect world he would have waited a few years. He just felt the time was right. And as well as that, I think people from the outside maybe had got the wrong opinion. You know, the, the, maybe would have felt that the, the Monon team was coming to the end. And I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I know that there, there are obviously Connor and, and Darren Hughes, Carol O'Connell, a few of those boys are, are you know, coming obviously the end of their, their careers. But there's an awful lot of young, good young players. There's a lot of fellas sort of the mid-age range as well. So there's there's a lot of quality players there. And, and you know, they've, they've, over the years, they've been used to a, to a, a, a good setup and and a good environment where they, they really want to achieve things and, and uh, you know so no it's a healthy environment there and Vinny knew that from being involved in the last that you know the last few years as well that there was a lot of good players there and, and I suppose that's ultimately then why he, he stepped in You're probably the perfect man to ask about the Monaghan Derry match given your, your you know a lot of the the players on both sides um, how do you see that one going it's a big task for Rory Gallagher but it's one of those games we saw Monon and Derry last year in that game in the Athletic Grounds in Armagh cracking game Derry get over the line by, by a few points three or four points I think it was in the end uh, how do you think this one's going to go? Yeah I suppose um, it, it, it it won't be as open I wouldn't think as the as the Tyrone Monon game that game sort of lost its, its shape towards the end in particular so I think Derry will be a lot more structured do, do make it a lot more difficult for, for uh, the Monon forwards to, to operate in um, and then Derry as well, are, are, you know, they're, they're, they're playing very well. You know, their teamwork in the forward line is very good. They're, they're able to create scores, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, a, a lot of team scores rather than individual scores. Um, so look at, you know, obviously Derry will go into the game as, as favourites um, and, you know, they've, they've pushed on from last year. Uh, Mona, on the other hand, I suppose, have, have, have lost a couple of the players that they had last year. Having said that, you know the the, the boost Monon got from 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 uh, beaten um, Tyrone will be massive to them. So it, it's it's set up really well, you know. And it's it's it is a very hard one to call, you know. If 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 um, I, 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 there's no doubt that Monon will have to be. Uh, be stronger defensively, you know. Even last year, the conceded was three goals to Derry, you know. So, but uh, no, look at you'd have to say Derry are the favourites on 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 form at the minute, you know. But uh, you know, I think it's it, it, it's going to be a great semi final. It might come down to injuries as well, like Chrissy McKay. A little bit unsure about him. He came off. Connor Glass as well. Maliki, obviously, you know Connor well. Has he really got the? the time off that's sort of what I look at Connor now like the massive performances that he was always putting in we haven't seen him reach those heights in recent games and I often look and go did he have any time to to relax to chill out to you know to recuperate from such a long season yeah well I suppose um, Rory wanted them back in fairly fairly quickly and look at he is he had his reasons for doing that obviously so that that's that's his decision um but no just to, to your point Ashton, about the the injuries you know, I, I did like in the match against Dublin in the league final. It was noticeable, obviously, that when Connor went off, Dublin got, got uh, you know a couple of other goals. I know. And on Saturday as well against Fermanagh, when he went off, that was the time that 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 Fermanagh got the goals. Um, Chrissy McKeague didn't play against against Dublin, and then I, I did notice on on against Fermanagh as well. 
on the, the two goals that Fermanagh got, Chrissy was actually doing a man marking job on Ulton Kelm and was actually had followed him out the field so he wasn't in 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 the area where the, the ball came in and where the goal was scored um, so I think you know it, it, it's it the two boys are vital to their defensive effort and and, and Connor I think is is it's sort of sometimes a lot of his work goes unnoticed as well and that it, it's it's not sort of that flamboyant stuff around the middle of the field and going forward at times although he is very good at that as well it's just a very unselfish role he plays for a team he gets back and and, and mm. fills that space in front of the goal she's very good at reading it. He just doesn't stand there. He, he's, he's quick to come out. He's quick to double up on players. Uh, obviously, he's good on the high ball and he's good at just getting his, his hand in. So he is, you know, he, he's a key player for them. And uh, so obviously, and that that's the thing, you know, I suppose with, with, with the, the, the way the season is and I suppose it's the problem, you know, in some ways with, with all also teams, you know, those the championship is so competitive. To win the Ulster Championship, you have to play two or three high-octane games uh, and that only gets you then to the to the group stages like everybody else. Uh, you then have to play three games in that. You might have to play another game to get you through to a to a, a quarter final, which I think is the first weekend in July. So you have a, you have a serious amount of, of of games to play to get that far. And as you say, we're already talking about teams picking up injuries. So what's it going to be like? You know, six, eight weeks down the line, and mm-hmm. I think that that is one thing that's going to have a a, a major impact on, on the championship this year. Of course, and, and it'll just be a case of which team judges it best, and nobody really knows the answer at this stage. But the teams that that arrive at, at a quarter final weekend freshest with all their main players on board are obviously going to have an advantage, uh, as long as they have an undercooked and as long as they've enough hard games behind him. So it's, it's, at this stage, it's very hard to know what's the best route and, and I suppose only time will tell. I, I don't think we've been chatting to you, Maliki, since the, since the, uh, the All-Ireland Club final and the, the madness that ensued, the 16 men of Kilmacud Croaks. And I know your, your reaction immediately after the match was got disappointment, I, I guess, first of all, uh, based on the result, but then over the following days and, and even weeks, just the story grew legs and uh, it seemed to drag on forever. How do you feel about the whole thing now? Yeah, it was it was disappointing the way it ended up, but you know, I suppose uh, you just at this stage we've we've got over it, we've parted, and we've just moved on. You know, and uh, I suppose it doesn't serve much purpose uh, keeping on talking about it or anything else. But I suppose just at, at the time, um, it, it you know we were disappointed with the way it ended up, and I, I suppose immediately after the game, if if, if uh, the GA would have came in, or, or Kim McCord would have said, you know, we, we realised that it, it wasn't the way the game was supposed to finish, uh, and, and offer the replay. I suppose you, you would have had to uh, think about it seriously then, you know, and, and and possibly go for it. But once it dragged on, and that wasn't the case, it it, it was never going to be, you know, it, 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 it you know we were going to get nothing from it at that stage, and it, you know, it, to play the game at, at a later date when it, when there was no appetite for it, it wasn't going to serve anybody any good. So we just, you know, I think the club made the right decision and just uh, just said no. Look, at we'll 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 leave it and and, and move on. Yeah, there was a lot of drama around it, but I often thought it must have been so difficult for you as, a, you as manager, for the players, for the supporters, for the for the club and Kilmacud as well. I just thought for the, the players and everybody involved in it, it must have been quite a difficult time. 
Yeah, it, it was in a way, although I suppose there's a lot of noise going on outside and it's, it's like handling in the club, but it's like preparing for games or anything else. You just have to sort of divorce yourself from that and, and, and stay in your own bubble. And I think the club were very strong and, that you know, straight away the, the club came out and said, look, we, we take our lead from from the players and management. You know, we back you 100%. And that's what the club did. And, and the club was really, really strong. And they said, look, whatever, whatever you decide, we're prepared to back you. And the club were very united on it. And right from the word go, you know, we said, look, whatever's the best thing for the club, it doesn't matter really what anybody else says or what anybody else's viewpoint is, is on it. That's really, it's, it's immaterial to us. It was a case of whatever's the best thing for the for the club going forward. And, and, and that's what we based every decision on. And that's, that's uh, I suppose, in the end, that's why we, we took the decision we did. Well, uh, I think the GA, a bit of grudge matches, you know, never, never goes too far. It always helps the interest. So maybe next year we can get a, uh, a rematch, Kilmacud Glen, and uh, there'll be a bit of build up <laughs> to that one, no doubt. Maliki, brilliant stuff as always. Thanks a million for your time. Not at all. Thanks, Shane. See you, Ashley. Thanks, Maliki. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.